Hey fam, hello, 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 hello family. Let's get right into this word because I have a word from the Lord. Fam, listen, I'm going to give you a sidebar before we start. Family, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm laying in my bed, right? I'm listening to my praise music while I'm laying in the bed because I can't sleep. And the Lord was like, it's time. Now, I'm going to rewind you back to earlier this morning. This morning, I wake up. I ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do to please you today? How can I please you today, Lord? And, you know, um, I come in my office. I sit down. (laughs) You know, I I think I got the title of what he was saying he was going to do. Like, I titled the page with the Lord said. But then I was just like, okay, you know what? You're not ready to speak about it yet, you know? So, you know, I, I started doing things in my house, um, you know, feed kids, get the kids um, together and all of that. And then um, I still, I came back, I got on the computer and then um, I was like, all right, well, let me just work out, you know, let me just work out because let's get this out the way. And Jesus is my personal trainer, y'all. So, like, when the Holy Spirit say, do this, I do this. When the Holy Spirit say, do that, do I do that. Like, he, he getting his body right, okay? So, um, when I was sitting, I was, I, was, I was just doing a workout, one of the workouts. And the Lord was like, add another rep. I was like, add another rep? He said, add another rep. <laughs> like... But Lord, add another rep. You know, you know how you just be sitting there with the Lord. Like, you be really child. You know it's him because his sheep know his voice and you answer to it. But then you just sit in there because really deep down you don't want to do it. So you just like, add another rep. So <laughs> after, after you know, I was obedient, he was just like, don't be comfortable in the lag. Don't be comfortable in the little. You know, you I'm building you up. So you can't be comfortable where you was at a week and a half ago. You know, you can't be because your 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 body's gonna get used to that. You're gonna get used to this. Don't don't get comfortable in your lack. So I was like, that's a banger, right? <laughs> so then the Lord he began to speak to me in that moment. In that moment, he began to speak to me. Now, before we get to the word, that's something that I wanna pull out. Is the Lord hears you. You feel me? I was in the room and I said, Lord, how can I please you? Even though in my time, he went into me, he he answered me. And the Lord has a way in answering. He'll like teach you a lesson. Um, <laughs> He'll teach you a lesson while he's ministering to you. He might tell you to go do something and then he starts speaking to you out of your obedience. You feel me? It's out of your obedience that you can, you can speak. He'll speak to you. Not saying that when you disobedient, he won't speak. But I'm just saying like out of your obedience, he can minister to you like this, 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 and that. Now, family, I'm not saying like I just said that he will not minister to you even in disobedience because he will. But I'm just saying obedience right now. It's just, you know, like, when he said it, I'm just like, because for real, for real, he was checking me. Like, you're being comfortable in the lack, and I need you not to be comfortable here. I need you to always be ready to expand. You feel me? So, you know, I'm going to read you what the Lord said. So, this is what the Lord said. Don't get comfortable with the little. I have come so you can have abundance. Trust me, my child. In me is the anointing that breaks every yoke. I am giving you my glory, my child, because I love you. Mm, 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 mm. Family, he is so good. And um, remember how I told you, like, I had just got the title of what we were going to talk about. When the Lord, he gave me the title, it's God is giving his children his glory. Mm, 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 mm. And he is so good, y'all, because he is doing it. Like, he is doing it, family, okay? I'm just a witness to testify about that. He is doing it. So, I want to take you first to um, Isaiah t- chapter 10, verse 27. 
It says, in that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders. Mm, 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 mm. He break, and him is the anointing to break every yoke. Hallelujah. Every yoke. And family, he wants to share that with you. He wants to share his glory with you. So when his glory comes in and it consumes you, it's there to break every yoke. Every yoke is he's breaking it okay it says in that day the lord in that in that day the lord will end the bondage of his people he will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders hallelujah and another thing i have wrote down because you know i was just taking notes throughout the day and it says god will put you in an uncomfortable position so so you won't get comfortable there And one thing the Lord had brought to me is a lot of his children suffer with low self-esteem. Oh, because that serpent, he want to steal your identity. We already talked about that. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he wants to do to your identity. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, your high self-esteem is in the word of God. God will build you up. Do you hear me? God is the ultimate hype man. He my hype man. You feel me? I be in the mirror. I be like, Lord, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. (laughs) Okay, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Because he just hypes me up. And then, you know, he just just gives you that, that, that. You can just feel the wholeness of God. Like, yeah, you perfection. You my masterpiece. What you mean? Like, family, just pick. Like, God looks at you. He like, you my masterpiece. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Picasso ain't got nothing on Jesus. Do you hear me? Picasso ain't got nothing. Okay? Because you, me, listen, we some masterpieces in these streets. Okay? And that's why the Lord, he getting you right. He building you up because you are royalty. Hallelujah. And I need you to get that by the power of God in Jesus' name. I'm speaking high self-esteem over you today. If you were a receive it hallelujah you are worth it hallelujah you are beautiful hallelujah you deserve to be treated well do you get what i'm saying family but listen i want to take y'all we're gonna go to joseph right because the lord he began to talk to me about um about because I'm like Lord, I need an example. I know there's a plethora, but I need an example of um of uh of um being being stuck in a lack, like being okay with lack. Hallelujah. And how he'll put you in an uncomfortable position. So, family, you already know where I'm about to take y'all. We about to go read about Joseph, okay? Well, maybe you didn't know where I'm about to take you. But now I'm telling you, we're going to go read about Joseph. (laughs) So, um, let's go to Genesis 37. So, Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived as a foreigner. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bela and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king? Do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? 
And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? He asked, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Soon after this, Joseph's brothers went to the pasture, went to the pasture, their father's flocks at Shechem. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Get ready and I will send you to them. I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. So go and see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along, Jacob said. Then come back and bring me a report. So Jacob sent him on his way and Joseph traveled to Shechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. When he arrived there, a man from the area noticed him wandering around the countryside. What are you looking for? He asked. I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph replied. Do you know where they are pasturing their sheep? Yes, the man told him. They have moved on from here. But I heard them say, let's go down to Dothan. So Jacob followed his brothers to Dothan and found them there. Joseph sold into slavery. So you see how Joseph got his gift is dreams. Like Joseph is a dreamer. And you know, all our gifts come from the Lord, right? So when the Lord said, I'm going to share my glory with you, he, he's, your, your gifts is a part of his glory. Do you get what I'm saying? Your gifts will make room for you in the kingdom. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so Jacob, not Jacob, Joseph got a promise over his life in a dream already. You feel me? He, you know, like he just got a promise right now. He don't know when it's going to happen. He don't know how it's going to happen. But he got a promise. Let's keep going. Joseph sold into slavery. When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these sinsters. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. But when Reuben heard of their scheme, he came to Joseph's rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into the empty sinster here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. Then they grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Then just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming towards them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking a load of gum, bomb, and aromic resin from Gilead down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We have to cover up the crime instead of hurting him. Let's sell him to those Ishmaelite leaders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites who were the Midianite traders came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the sister and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver. And the traders took him to Egypt. Sometime later, Reuben returned to get Joseph out of the sister. When he discovered that Joseph was missing, he tore his clothes in grief. Then he went back to his brothers and, and lamented. The boy is gone. What will I do now? Then the brothers killed a young goat and dipped Joseph's robe in his blood. They sent the beautiful robe to their father with this message. Look at what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? Their father recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it's my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes and dressed himself in burlap. He mourned deeply for his son for a long time. His families all tried to comfort him, 
but he refused to be comforted. I will go to my grave mourning for my son. He would say, and then he would weep. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt, where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. Okay, this is fan. We set in the scene. We set in the scene. Let's go to um Genesis 39. Because now Joseph, he in slavery. He's in slavery. So that takes us back to Isaiah 10, verse 27, where the Lord says, In that day, he will break the yoke of slavery from his people. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but you can go back to Isaiah 10, verse 27, and you will see what I'm saying. Okay, and it says, When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of... Of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of the Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of the master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative, administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome man and very handsome and well-built young man. And Potter's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. So you see how right there, right? Joseph is comfortable in his slavery. He's just comfortable there. You get what I'm saying? He's like, look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He's comfortable in his slavery. You can, Would you say that? Could you? Would you? You know, would you say that? And that's how we'll get in our mindset. And when the, um, how the enemy will try to break our mind. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if you read a lot of, um, different books, like on slavery, the first thing you have to do with a slave, you got to break them, um, break their mental. You got to break their mindset. And if you break um, their mindset, you got them. That's how you can have a whole field of people working for you. Cause it's about breaking their mindset first. You get what I'm saying? It's about diminishing which, which you, how you think of yourself. And that's what the enemy will do. He'll break your mindset. If he can break your mindset, he got you. If he can break your identity, he got you. You feel me? And it's so let's go back. How could I do... How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went to in to do his work. She came she came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, Come on and sleep with me, Joseph. Sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. When she saw that he that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants soon. Her soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. She kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. Then she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you brought into our house tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. 
see now. You see how the enemy trying to set him up. The enemy trying to set him up because Joseph, Joseph got a promise over his life. You get me? And when the enemy know, he, he, he don't know everything. He's not all knowing, but he, he see the Jesus in you. You know, he see that God is for you. So he is trying to kill the plan that God got over your life. He is trying to get you to abort that baby that God has placed in on the inside of you by telling you what you can't do, by telling you that that's not possible, by trying to just make you feel like you should give up. That's what the enemy will do. He wants you to be comfortable with being a slave. He wants you to be comfortable with him telling you who you are. You get what I'm saying? He wants you to get comfortable with the lack. You get what I'm saying? So, we see Joseph get put in jail, well, put in prison, and then I know, like, it's kind of like, well, dang, you got this promise over your life, you done got betrayed by your brothers, you done got cast, like, you, you now you a slave, and now somebody lying on you, and now you in prison, like, he don't, I know he don't know which way is up. Because, listen, it's all about the promise. And you got to put yourself in this predicament. You feel like everything is coming coming in at you. Everything is coming in at you. But it's because of the promise over your life. It's about the mountains that you will move. You get me? It's about the power in your testimony. It's about your gifts. Hallelujah. It's about, do you see how the Lord... He blessed Potiphar's house for the sake of Joseph. It's because the glory that's over your life. The fact that the Lord will bless everything you touch. You get what I'm saying? That's why it's like all the weapons be forming. Because you have the glory of God. And the enemy don't want you to know that. So the weapons will try to form. But they shall not prosper. Right now we're seeing the weapons being formed against Joseph. But also, we are seeing God's glory. Hallelujah. Because your gifts will make a way for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Your gifts will make a way for you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, in verse 19, Potiphar was furious when he had heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So, he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king where the king's prisoners were held and there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. Mm, 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 mm. Listen, oh, God is so good. And the Lord made Joseph a, a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of in charge of all the other prisoners over everything that happened in that in the prison the warden had no more worries because joseph took care of everything the lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed do you see how you that's how you gotta take a step back sometimes because listen yeah i'm in a prison you looking like yeah i'm in a prison i see it i'm i was just a slave like dang my brothers just threw me in a pit they was plotting on killing me and now i'm just sitting in prison and i ain't even do nothing but you gotta look right because the lord is like listen i gotta make you uncomfortable hallelujah i gotta make you uncomfortable i gotta separate you from some people you feel me i gotta take you out of that then you know i I, i'm 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 gonna use what the enemy meant for your bag yeah they sold you as a slave but I'ma still make you uncomfortable. I'ma make I'ma make it so that she she lusting after you. That you don't that that you can't be comfortable in that space. Cause I need to push you into where I'm trying to place you. You get what I'm saying? Yes, you sitting in a prison, but no, I got a plan. Know that I'm strengthening you. Know that I'm, I'm teaching you how to be a leader. Hallelujah. Because listen, he had the authority. You see how the Lord was training Joseph up. Joseph was still being trained up in the ways of the Lord. Everything he did, the Lord, the Lord had him to succeed in it. Hallelujah. Things were put under Joseph's authority. but And that's because, listen... The Lord got a plan over Joseph's life. I'm telling you. So, and Joseph interprets two dreams. 
Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and the chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was in the palace, where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph who looked after them. So listen, Joseph is a whole prisoner, but he basically being like a warden. <laughs> like you see how the Lord would even promote you in the prison. You get what I'm saying? Because it's all because he's training you up and he's training you up. You got to look. You can't focus on the negative. You got to have tunnel vision to the kingdom. You get me? Have that tunnel vision. All you can see is the glory of God. That's what you got to be focused on. Joseph in the prison, but he, listen, he be, he's taking charge of the prisoners in the prison. Listen, he's supposed to be a prisoner. And it says, while they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night. And each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dream is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dream. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. That is what the dream that this is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as the chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison. But I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that Joseph, mm, see, that's how it be. You be like, I ain't even do nothing to the, like, how I get here? Like, how I get into the bottom of this pit that fast? Like, how did I get here? Like, this time, I really didn't even do nothing. <laughs> like, listen, listen, family, it's the truth. All you guys are promised over your life. And as soon as you realize you got a promise over your life, all hell won't try to break loose. It's going to try, but you got to know your God said it is finished. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. When the chief when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there was three baskets of white pastry stacked on my head. The top basket contained all types of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represent three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Then the birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday party came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summed up his chief cupbearer and the chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another Listen, now he said he done helped them out. He done interpreted some dreams. He done used his gift because you see what he said? That's God's business. Interpreting dreams is God business. You get what I'm saying? He he done did it. He, 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 you know, just look out for me. I looked out for y'all. Look out for me. That's what Joseph said. Just look out for me. They done forgot all about Joseph. Well, the one he getting impaled. One's getting impaled. So, you know, he ain't worried about Joseph because he know he about to get impaled. But the other one, it says never giving him another thought. You feel me? So, you know, Joseph Pye was hyped. Like, think about it. You done seen three days. They came back. I'm about to get out of here. 
Meanwhile, they done forgot all about you. But God got a plan still. You see where God got a plan still? Pharaoh, then Pharaoh has dreams. Hallelujah. And it says, two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbanks. Then the scrawny thin cows ate the seven healthy fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. Excuse me, y'all. But he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams. So he called for the, the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. Finally, the king's chief cupbearer spoke up. Today, I have been reminded of my failure, he told Pharaoh. Some time ago, you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned, you imprisoned us in the palace of the, cap, of the captain of the guard. One night, the chief baker and I had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he told us what each of our dreams meant, and everything happened just as he had predicted. I was restored to my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. Pharaoh sent for for Joseph at once, and he was quickly brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went and stood before Pharaoh. See, now listen. And and it was a suddenly, and a suddenly, it was like, all right, Joseph, get up. Take your jail clothes off. We need you in the kingdom. And that's how the Lord is. That's why you can't get comfortable. You can't get comfortable there. You get what I'm saying? You got to know that you're getting trained up. You, you got to know that you're learning different techniques and, and different things of like how to have authority and how to lead people and how to do different things to strengthen your gifts. God is training you when you in slavery. He's training you when people trying to persecute you. He's training you when um people lying on you. He's training you up. You get what I'm saying? You see how Joseph's character was getting built because just that fast, it was time to come out the prison and go into the palace. You feel me? Now it's time to shave your head and put your, and put your good clothes on. Just that fast. But you can't get stuck in the lack. You can't get comfortable in the lack. You get what I'm saying? You got to be prepared when the Lord's like, all right, get up. I need you to go into the palace. You got to be prepared for that. It's a suddenly... Joseph probably thought they forgot all about him. Like, you feel me? He like, listen, I I don't got a good track record with people right now. So, you know that it had to cross his mind like, okay, that dream, I'm tripping. (laughs) I'm tripping. Maybe that dream that I had when I was young, maybe, maybe that dream I had before, maybe that ain't it. Like, maybe that was, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like he probably was sitting there thinking that. Now, God only knows what he was thinking. I'm just saying, pick, I'm, I'm painting the picture for you, family. I'm setting the scene for you. So, yeah, think about it. Like, just that fast, it's time to go into the palace. And it's the same thing with you. The Lord is moving swiftly. He's saying, don't get comfortable in the lack. Just that fast, you could go from slavery to in the palace Oh, hallelujah. Listen, the Lord is moving. I felt the quickening when he said that. Hallelujah. Just that fast. You got to take your jail clothes off and get ready because I'm about to use you. Hallelujah. I told you. I put this gift. I placed this gift on the inside of you. And I know when I'm I'm ready for it to be used. Hallelujah. I got to train you up so you can be prepared. Now you're used to people lying on you. You're used to people deceiving you. You're used to people putting you in prisons. you used to being sold into slaves because we're about to all use the, all that built your character. All that has strengthened you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, he is moving, y'all. 
It says, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream last night and no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this. See how humble Joseph is. It is beyond my my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dreams. In my dreams, he said, I was standing on the bank of the Nile River and I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up from the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick looking cows, scrawny and thin, coming up after them. I've never seen such sorry looking animals in all the land of Egypt. These thin, scrawny cows ate the seven fat cows, but afterward, you wouldn't have known it, for they were still as thin and scrawny as before. Then I woke up. Hallelujah. In my dream, I also saw seven heads of green, full and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were blight, shriveled, and withered by the east wind. And the shriveled heads swallowed the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one can tell me, could tell me what they mean. Joseph responded, both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he's about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin scrawny cows that came up later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it. For God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. Hallelujah. Listen, even though, even though, you know, he got false accusations, sold into slavery, all these different things got put in the prison. Joseph, his character is spoke beyond that. You get me, family? He is known as a man as he good at his gift. He he interpreted the dream and it happened exact the exact way he said it is what happened. Ain't that what the cupbearer said? The dream happened just as he would say it. So he has a very good reputation by his gift his gift made a way for him and that's what you have to understand in the kingdom your gift is going to make a way for you the glory of god over your life is going to make a way for you don't get comfortable in the lack but know that you are being prepared you are being bred for such a time as this hallelujah It says, then the next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land. But afterward, there will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouse. Store it away and guard it so there will be food in the cities. That way, there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, this famine will destroy the land. Hallelujah. Now it says Joseph made the ruler of Egypt. Hallelujah. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man? So obviously filled with the spirit of God. Oh, it says, oh, oh, it says so obviously filled with the spirit of God. Listen, family, if it wasn't for him being thrown into the uh, pit, hallelujah. If he wasn't thrown into the um you know the fire if he was a sold as a slave if he wasn't put in a prison how could he have got prepped for a time as this he had to leave everything he knew because god's like listen i gotta train you up i gotta get you used to your authority i gotta get you used to your dream i gotta show you what i put on the inside of you says the lord you get what i'm saying his reputation spoke 
through the prison walls. They said, listen, this a man, he know what he's talking about. He know what he's talking about because he done, I done had a dream and he done interpreted it. He got Pharaoh knowing. Pharaoh done said, listen, we know you carry the spirit of God. But it was in those times where he was sold into slavery that his that he was being pruned and purified into what God needed him to do. Listen, Joseph helped save Egypt. Hallelujah. During the famine, if, jo- if it wasn't for Joseph, Joseph's gift, if nobody was able to predict the dream, what would have happened with the famine? God had a plan, but he like, I got to train you up first. I got to get you ready. I got to, I got to show you that you have authority. Hallelujah. I got to get you right in your gift. Hallelujah. I got to let people see your gift. So you have a good reputation, says the Lord who he's so good. Y'all then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or, or wise as you are. You will be put in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you only I sitting on my throne will have rank higher than yours <clears throat> y'all he done went from slavery he done went from being betrayed by his brothers okay to being in prison all this all started because Joseph had a dream. It all started because God revealed his Joseph's gift to him. Joseph was set apart. And, and it was just like he was being despised. All he had was a dream. That It wasn't his fault he had a dream. All he had was a dream. Hallelujah. But do you see how the whole time it looked like I got a plan? Yeah, I see Pharaoh. He, he I, I see, I see, I see, um... The, the the officer, I see, I see that you a slave, but listen, it's a lesson in being a slave. It's something I need you to pull out of being a slave. Hallelujah. Because once you get out this pit and you go into the palace, there's no other head over you but me, says the Lord. Do you get, it says the only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. When the Lord, when you get this glory, hallelujah, the only thing higher from you is Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying, y'all? God is sharing his glory with his kids and only him, only God on the throne is going to have a higher authority than you. But you got to be trained up. Listen, let the Lord build you. Let your self-esteem get up there. You have authority and dominion. Do you hear me? But it's in the pit moments where the Lord can show you who you are. It's you got to get dirty while you're learning how to do something. You know, when you, um, getting trained, you, you, you trying to get, you getting poured into every different way. And it's a little overwhelming in the beginning, but you end up getting it. And then you end up really putting your all into it. When you, when you working, it's the same thing in the kingdom. The Lord is like, listen, I place some stuff on the inside of you and I'm about to make you do some burpees and sit-ups. You got to work out. You got to get spiritually fit, okay? You got to do some spiritual burpees and spiritual sit-ups because I need you to get strong. So I'm going to have some people lie on you. I'm going to have some people betray you. I'm going to have some people um, um, forget about you. I'm going to have some people do some things, but I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you to teach you your authority. The whole time, Joseph was just focused on his authority and different things would just come at him. He was just focused on his authority. And that's the same way the Lord needs you to be. He's like, I need you to focus on your authority. I'm about to give you this glory. And when I give you this glory, nobody else is going to be higher than you but me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. He is good, y'all. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. He then came out the prison, y'all. And now he got the whole land of Egypt. He used to being in charge of Potiphar's household. He used to being in charge of the um prison. You know, he was he was used to being in charge of that, but now he got the whole Egypt. But you see how he had to go through that pit. He had to be betrayed. It all started with his brothers. That jealousy with the enemy meant for bad, God used it for his good. Do you hear me?
Yeah, Potiphar's wife lied on him. But guess what? God used it for his good. The whole land of Egypt, he is now in charge of. Joseph was just in prison, like, in the beginning of this. Listen. He was just, like, the first verse... He's still in prison. We down at verse what? Because I done scrolled up, y'all. Now we at verse, um, what? We at verse 41. And now he done got the, in charge of the whole land of Egypt. This authority that the Lord is giving you. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold up. I'm sorry, I be getting a little hype. <laughs> this authority that the Lord is giving you, this is major. This is a major key. Do you get me? The land. Hallelujah. I want you to understand in the Bible, when the Lord is talking about land, he's not always talking about land. He's talking about people too. You get what I'm saying? When he's talking about the nations, he's talking about people. You get what I'm saying? He was in charge of the whole Egypt. Everybody in Egypt, Joseph had rule over. He had authority over. But it all he was being trained up. I know I keep saying this, but I need you to get it. Joseph was being trained up when he was in the pit. The pit is a purpose. It's a purpose for the pits. <laughs> he is so good. Um. It says, then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt. Ooh, that's the, that's the Lord. He's telling you, listen, when you, when you walk in the room, every knee has to bend because you carry weight. You carry my spirit, says the Lord. So every knee going to have to bend. Do you hear me? Every knee going to have to bend with this authority. With this authority I'm placing in you. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bend, says the Lord. Every knee will bend and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When people see you, they're going to see Jesus because he's giving you the glory. Hallelujah. Everything you do shall succeed because it's about his glory. It's about his glory. Hallelujah. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt and Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. (laughs) He was just in jail, y'all. He just was getting lied on. He was just getting betrayed. He was just getting forgotten about. Listen, listen, that goes back to being peculiar. He didn't fit in. You get what I'm saying? People wasn't really worried about him because he was peculiar. He wasn't like, he was just odd. You know, that's what peculiar means. He's just, he's just strange. He was, he's peculiar. But do you get how he like, nah, now, you know, you was in the background, but now I need you to come out. I need you to come out and can everything has to go through you. Everything is through you. If it don't have your approval, it can't go through. Hallelujah. But it's about the glory of God. Pharaoh know that Joseph is filled with the spirit he knows joseph is spirit filled hallelujah i'm telling you then pharaoh gave joseph a new egyptian name zeppa i ain't even about to try to play with that y'all y'all see it but um you see how don't the lord talk about he gonna change your name listen don't he say he gonna change your name now i get a scripture out because i know the lord said he gonna change your name hallelujah listen i know one thing's for certain Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on, y'all. <laughs> oh, Stan, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning now, I think. It's 5.33, y'all. All right, we're going to get to the change of name because I got the scripture right there. Because listen, he already changed Abram from Abraham. I mean, he changed Abraham from Abram and he changed Sarah from 
Sarah to Sari, Sari to Sarah. He changed their names, y'all. You know what I'm saying. He, the Lord is in the name, the business of changing names. Hallelujah. When he got in the palace, when Joseph got in the palace, he ain't even Joseph no more, y'all. He done got a name change. And it says he also gave him a wife. Whose name was as 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 Nita. She was the daughter of Potiphera, the priest of On. So Joseph took charge. See, the, listen, 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 y'all. Joseph the got into the palace. <laughs> Joseph the got into the palace, y'all. He done got his name changed. He done got authority. Every knee got a bend when Joseph walked in the room. He done got his kingdom spouse. Listen, do you not hear what the Lord is speaking? In just a second, you going from the prison to the palace, says the Lord. In just a second, it's a suddenly, it's a sure as the, the Lord know. He know what he about to do. And he know when he's about to use your gift. He know what he's placed on the inside of you listen he listen pharaoh had them dreams and the lord was like, okay now it's time now it's time for you to come out of the prison because i'm about to make a move and i need you to be in the front row and center because this move i'm about to make i'm about to use you to make the move you get what i'm saying <sighs> i'm about to give you my glory so you can make this move and it says, so Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields and the cities. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm sorry, y'all. He piled up huge amounts of grain like sand on the seashore. Finally, he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. During this time before the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife. <clears throat> um, Joseph named his older son Manasseh. I know I skipped that because, listen, I ain't even going to try to keep jacking up their names. But I think it's as Asnitha, the daughter of Potiphera. And the pre the priest of On, Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, "God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family." Mm-mm-mm-mm. The Lord, listen, because when the Lord bless you, you ain't going to care about it. Yeah, people lied on me. Yeah, people betrayed me. But let me tell you something. I done forgot all of that. The Lord done gave me authority and dominion over all of Egypt, over all the Egyptians. Do you get what I'm saying? Because listen, he got in charge of Egypt. He got in charge over the Egyptians. You get what I'm saying? You get, you get what I'm saying, y'all. Y'all know what I'm saying? Because the Egyptians, they was good for having us as slaves, right? And who that sound like? That sound like the enemy's camp, don't it? And the Lord about to give you a over all of Egypt over all of Egypt because even Pharaoh knows that you are spirit filled I pray that you catch this I pray you catch what the spirit is speaking you will have authority over all of Egypt do you hear me do you hear me Pharaoh's going to have to bring you everything that belongs to you he has to give it to you do you hear me did Pharaoh not give Joseph everything that belonged to him <laughs> he said, I am Pharaoh, but yet everything needs your approval. Listen, and <laughs> that make me think about how when, when Jesus was casting out demons and they would be like, but, but why are you interfering with us? Or they would be like, can, can you send us into the pigs? Listen, cause they got to wait for Jesus approval. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's the authority that the Lord is giving you. He's giving you the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says, um, Joseph named his second son Ephraim. He said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my grief. Oh, he doing it, y'all. He doing it. Please take this back by the power of God in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, is this word for me? And I pray it is. Listen, you might not be in the exact season, but the Lord got a plan over your life. 
trust them. Do you hear me? Trust them. Hallelujah. You might got to stay in a pit a little longer, but trust them while you in the pit because you going to the palace. I'm telling you, you going to the palace because his brothers and his dad, they all end up coming to the palace. Listen, I tell you the truth. At the last seven years of the bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. The seven years of famine began just as Joseph had predicted. Um, so let's go with Zion because... Okay, no, no, no. We're going to keep going. Then the seven years of famine began just as Joseph had predicted. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries. But throughout Egypt, there was plenty of food. Eventually, however, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well. And when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Mm. So with severe famine everywhere, Joseph opened up the storehouse and distributed grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt and all the people from all around came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. Family, the Lord is, he is doing it, y'all. It's a who because then because we ain't going, I'm not going to, because you can read the rest, but Joseph brothers, they go to Egypt. At first, they didn't even recognize him. They didn't even recognize Joseph because the glory, the authority, they just didn't even know. They thought Joseph was still dead. They thought he was dead or something somewhere. They didn't know where Joseph was at. They didn't know if he was a slave, if he was dead. They was looking at Joseph and they didn't even know it was him, okay? And that's the glow up that the kingdom will bring you, okay? Okay. So, um, let's go to changing the names. Let's go to uh, Isaiah 62 because I need to show you that the Lord, is, he will change your name. Do you hear me? <laughs> He's so good, y'all. Let's go to verse 2. It says, the nations will see your righteousness. World leaders will be blinded by your glory. Oh, and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. The Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see. Oh, a splendid crown in the hand and the hand of the of God. Never again will you be called the forsaken city or the desolate land. Your new name will be the city of God's delight and the bride of God. For the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. Mm. Y'all, he is so good. I love him so much. The Lord out here changing names, okay? Listen, your name getting changed. <laughs> um, Let's go to um Isaiah 43, verse 7. <laughs> I just love God so much. Because he's doing it, Joel. I believe it. I put my faith on it because I know God moving. I know he is in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Mm, 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 mm. And let's go to John 17 real quick. He's so good, y'all. Just say, say it with me. God is good. I know somebody saying all the time. <laughs> and all the time he is, period. He's so good. Um, it say, let's go down to verse 22. And this is Jesus. This is the red jewel. This is the red. So you know this is a banger. And it say, I have, I have given them the glory you gave me. So they may be one as we are one. Mm. The, Jesus said, I gave them glory. I gave them glory. <laughs> Go back and ask the Lord if he said it. Like, Lord, you gave me glory? Go ask him. Hallelujah. Let's go to, um, let's go. Ooh, oh, Lord, listen. Hallelujah. The Okay, the Lord said no limit. That's another thing I had heard when I was writing down what he was saying. He was saying no limit. Just no limit. There's no limit to what I can do, says the Lord. Don't put no limit on me. Don't put a limit on me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, because he, he's limitless, if that's a word. 
<laughs> Let's uh go to we gotta go back to Matthew eleven verse twenty nine real quick because I was reading. It, uh, uh, I was listening the other day, and then when I went to go read it, I said, listen, Jesus is a vibe. He says in verse 30, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The burden that he gives you is light. Hallelujah. When he said that, I said, oh, wait, you said the burden that you're giving us is light. Like he's giving us light. That's the only thing that's a burden is the fact that we are the light of the earth. Hallelujah. Listen. So then I had went to uh, Matthew 5 because the burden that he gives us is light. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. You reveal to them what your spirit is speaking, Father. If any of your children is confused, let's go down to um Matthew 5 verse 13 and it says you are the salt of the earth but what good is the salt if it has lost its favor can it make can you make it salty again it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless you are the light of the world like the clay on the hilltop that cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your good deeds shine out for all to see so everyone will praise your heavenly father the Lord is calling you. The light he's giving you, right? It, it's the, for your good deeds to stand out. He, he's, he's saying, serve me. Tell people the truth. Show people to reveal the glory in your life that I have given you. That's the burden he gives you is to show your good deeds, to give God the glory. That is the light. That is the burden he's giving you. He's saying, listen, with my yoke, the only burden I give you is the light. That's the only burden I'm giving you is light. <laughs> he good, y'all. He's good. That's a banger, period. That's a banger. He says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Give God all the glory in your life. That's the yoke in the kingdom is the light. The light is your yoke. (laughs) I love him so much, y'all. When he said that to me, I said, Lord, you will hide some in the scriptures. The Lord will bury some in the scriptures. It is by his spirit that he will reveal it to you. I'm telling Telling you the truth. <laughs> I love him so, 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 so much. Okay. Family. <clears throat> okay, family. The Lord, he just, because I was about to close out, but the Lord just, he just spoke to me. He said, he's been waking people up at night. He's saying, talk to him. He wants to talk to you. Talk to him. And I'm going to give you um a Bible verse to go back to. Hallelujah, because he's saying, he said, talk to them about waking up at night. Because listen, the same thing happened to me tonight, but usually I know sometimes I'll be distracted and I'll just be on my phone until I fall asleep. But the Lord, he'll keep waking you up until you, you like, yes, Lord, (laughs) that's what God will do. So if somebody's struggling with their sleep and the Lord is saying, because I want to speak to you, I want to talk to you. Okay. So hold on. Hold on, family. Hold up. I'm trying to get the verse for you on my bed. Okay, let's go to First Samuel chapter 3. It says, one night, okay, hold on, let me start up higher. Let me start at first one. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? 
I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Hallelujah. And then it says, then the Lord says to Samuel, I am going to do a shocking thing in Israel. I'm going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. Listen, family. <clears throat> some some of you have, you, you uh, I want to say how they said it. In verse 7, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. Some of you listening, you don't know the Lord yet because you haven't gotten a message from him. So you're hearing people, even with like, if you're listening to me and you hear me say like the Lord is speaking to me, the Lord is saying that you haven't quite experienced it. Like the Lord, he be speaking, but you haven't quite experienced it yet. And do you see how the Lord, he kept on calling Samuel. Samuel didn't know at first. So he was just like going around. Oh, did you do this? Dude, he was going human. And then the last one, he was Eli was like, Hold up, the Lord talking to this boy. Let me go lay down. And if you hear him again, say, Speak, Lord, the servant is listening. And I'm this is what I'm telling you right now. You've been up, and the Lord, He's been keeping you up because He wants to talk to you. So when the Lord, the next time you can't go to sleep, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening in Jesus' name. Because there's power in that name, okay? It's power in that name. And why the Lord is going to, he's going to begin to speak to you. I'm telling you, he's been keeping you up because he's saying, I want to talk to you. I want to warn you about some things. I want to tell you about some things. And I need your attention, says the Lord. Hallelujah. So when I speak to you, just, just listen, says the Lord. It's me who's calling you. It's me that keeps you up. You see how he kept on calling Samuel until Samuel got it. He like, listen, Samuel, Samuel, <laughs> Samuel. The Lord going to get your attention, okay? So, family, I love y'all so, 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 so much. I pray this Lord, this word, I said I pray this Lord. But I do pray the Lord bless you. I pray that this word blesses you. In the mighty name of Jesus, family, I, listen, we dropping banger after banger after banger in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord willing, okay? Hallelujah, because he is good. So, family, let's say it together. I love you, but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.